When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back, Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Miss Jackie Siegel, or as she likes to sometimes be called, the Queen of Versailles. Hey, good morning. (laughs) What is going on? Gosh, I am so excited to be on your show. You've really got a really great one. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah. So I'm down here in sunshiny Florida. Um, and, and I'm on the Below Deck show. You heard that, right? Oh, we're, we're going to get into Below Deck. Don't you worry. <laughs> Not only have I heard it, I've, I've seen it. We've got a lot to talk about. So I know you're in Florida and Florida, you guys are pretty open there, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Everyone wants to come to Florida now. So um, I, I was just driving around. And there's just so many houses going up and apartments. It's insane. It's like uh, the real estate's on steroids right now, which um, it was always because of the nice weather, but I think it's because we're also open down here. And um, it seems like a lot of people are getting vaccinated and, 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 and business is really picking up. Um, unlike um, New York, where like we have a hotel up there and everything is still shut down in New York and, and we're really are we resorts struggling up up there, you know? I was going to say, like, because of what you do with, like, Westgate, like, you guys must have been, I mean, you must be affected, right? Because everything's closed. Well, yeah, up in New York. But well, one thing that's um, kind of interesting is uh, a lot of our businesses, like, we've adapted. Like, we're still, like, we don't crowd people in the restaurants. We still, even though we're open, we space people out, like, every other table and things like that. But, um we have the a River Ranch, which is just a south, um, an hour south of Orlando. We've got teepees, we've got camping, and I and we also have glamping, like to, to camp the Queen of Versailles way, like you know, with the chandelier and the fireplace and in your tent and stuff. And we I love can, it. We have to keep building more and more. Everyone just loves the teepees. We're sold out every weekend, um, or almost even like even during the week. I mean, I can barely stay there because I used to go there all the time. But my husband's like, no, we'll lose money if you um, if you stay there. It's not going to charge me, you know. So that's so and, funny. And so, so we find the people now are kind of mindset that they want to do more outdoor activities. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a safari, a drive-through safari, where you go on golf cart- carts to the safari at the ranch. So what's going to be like funny? It. When, and, and you know when people 
in the future when they ask me like, well, what kind of animals you have or pets, you know, like if people will say like a dog or a cat or, you know, whatever, or fish. I mean, I'll be able to say I've got giraffes and elephants and buffalo. And <laughs> oh, you're going to make it like a real, like a real oh, safari. Oh, a real safari. So hopefully when people come, they'll think they're in Africa, you know? Where's the, now, and where's this? This is right outside New York? No, this is um, in Florida. Um, okay. Um, near Lake Okeechobee. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so it's like really super, I'm super excited about it. And then what happened to you? I saw on your Instagram, what happened over New Year's Eve? Were you in like a fire or something with a oh firework? Oh my God. Yeah, you know, New Year's Eve, um, we put on a firework display and for about a thousand people. But um, what, what we did at our resort, it's, it's on a mile, it's like a mile long resort all on the lake. And everyone stayed on their, their balconies, respecting the, you know, the COVID distancing. And we put on the firework display for them and their families to watch. And one of the fireworks landed on our tiki hut, which is all of like the, the dried palms, like a thatch type of roof. And I tell you, that thing just went up in flames. Wow. But it was, and it, it was um, on an island and, and the, the company that was putting the fireworks show on, they, they were able to get off. So um, everyone was safe. And, and my husband, he was just like standing there just watching it. It was actually more of a spectacular show than the fireworks display, you know? I, I saw the fire on your Instagram. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, thank God yes. everyone's okay. Oh, that's, dude, that's the main thing. Uh, so everyone's okay. And it was just the, the tiki hut. But um, some people, they thought it was our, our house burning down. But uh, yeah, no, the, so I can clarify, it was the, the tiki hut. But it was like a big bonfire. And we had the fire marshal there and they, they did put it out. But um, yeah, we're going to have to rebuild it. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. When I saw that, I thought it was your house. Oh, you know, one thing I wanted to mention, you know, during this COVID lockdown, um, I think people, um, when they have to stay so isolated in their rooms or, or in their house, yeah, uh, it's really um, affecting them emotionally, mentally. And, um, and I feel like, more and more people are uh, getting depressed the, and you know as, as I represent like um, trying to stop the drug epidemic with through our Victoria's voice and one thing I wanted to say was that the drug epidemic the deaths have almost doubled since before the COVID from last year wow and so that's like another thing that uh, you know COVID is all in, in the headlines but because of COVID and these lockdowns I mean, people are losing their jobs, getting depressed, and then turning to um, substance abuse. And unfortunately, um, uh, that some of them are, you know, dying and stuff. And so I just want to encourage people, please don't do, don't turn to drugs. You know, stay strong, you know, go out for a walk, call a friend. We've got like, the Zoom calls. There's, and there's helplines and everything too. And that's, that's a good point. And yeah, I mean, that makes sense because of COVID. And I definitely want to come back to Victoria's voice too, because I have a lot of, have a lot to say. I've read your book. So I've got a lot. We're going to talk about all that too. And I want to talk about how that tied into Below Deck too, which I thought was nice and interesting. But before we get there, just for a minute, let's go back because we need to talk about the classic, amazing, amazing movie, The Queen of Versailles. So 
well, well so I, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I promise. No, no, so, I don't mind. I mean, so, I, I'm... well, you're originally from New York, right? And you grew up, and then you you were a beauty pageant girl, right? And so, like, what was that like? Like, what was childhood like? I like to get to know people, Jackie, before we get into all the current stuff. Well, you know, I always felt like I kind of grew up as like the ugly duckling, like in school, and I was shy. I was a bandy, you know, I played the flute, and I, I didn't really have many friends. And then I finally, in my senior year of high school, I kind of, I, I guess I learned how to wear makeup and stuff, and I started blossoming, you know, turning into a woman. So I started entering beauty pageants and bikini contests and, and all that stuff because I found it was get winning the prize money it was great because i put that money towards college and it helped work my way through college and ultimately you know um led to where i am today and i produce pageants i and i love changing people's lives because when i see that girl up on stage when she gets crowned her whole life um changes and new opportunities well, I know that you won the Miss Florida America Beauty Pageant, and I know that you now own the Miss Florida America Beauty Pageant. Well, it's the, the Mrs. Florida America, um, but we also have a Miss Division, but I, I actually won the Misses. But uh, yeah, and, and then I went on to Mrs. America, and now I, I host and sponsor the Mrs. America Pageant in our hotel in Las Vegas. But I tell you, uh, Las Vegas is even still pretty much like uh, shut down a lot. It so we were, supposed to, we were supposed to have the pageant last August and then it was postponed till November and it just kept um, changing. I mean, so we're, we're trying to do it in March. I mean, I'll, I don't know, maybe the, our girls, will, they'll have their state titles for two years. I don't know. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day, that causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who is a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues, anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and BetterHelp really is a lifesaver. 
Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvetrope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvetrope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. I, that, that'd be the year to, I mean, that'd be great, you know, for them. Right. Like if you can't, but that's the way of, of paying it forward. You know, like you said, yeah. where, where did you meet your husband, David Siegel? where did you guys first meet? Cause I don't even think I know this story. David. Oh, he's so funny. Um, well, my Mrs. Florida, the first year that I ran the pageant, she, she was from Orlando and I was in Fort Lauderdale and he happened to be, she invited me to a birthday party at her house. I happened to be invited and he was invited and he just saw me and he said he fell madly in love with me. Like, like when he opened the door and I was, I happened to, I was just standing there when he laid eyes on me. And I mean, he didn't really leave me alone after that. <laughs> wow. And yeah. what was it love at first sight for you too? Um, no, not, um, not really. Um, so he courted me for, for a while. And, um, and I kind of, um, cause you know, he was much older than, than I was. I never pictured myself, um, marrying uh, someone 30 years older than me. And, but I fell in love with him because I got to know the inside of him and his heart. And, and, um, and he, then he ended up asking me to marry him and, you know, <laughs> It's like, and then we had seven kids, you know, and then eight, you know. <laughs> the rest is history, right? Yeah. Did you get, you know, just because this is the way our society works, like, did you get, you know, flack? Like, were there criticisms? You know, like, look, it happens, it happens every day. Like when, you know, someone's 30 years older and they have a lot of money, you know, like, were you, did you, were you, did you, were you, did you face all that? Well, you know, the thing world? is, yeah, you know, um, I got picked on you know people are trying to trying to label me as a gold digger or whatever you know we've been married we've been together um like over almost 25 years um and i tell you um i i look at people who did marry for for money i mean my husband he was like down when i met him he only had three resorts now we've grown together and he's got 30 resorts but i i've um, been observing like some um women that um, married like strictly for money and and you know, when you live you I mean you, you live with the hopefully you live with your husband right and they're totally. totally miserable I mean you really gotta enjoy the person that you're marrying and and we do I mean I mean I feel like he um like I couldn't live life without him like like he completes me I mean like that's how in, intense it's like we were made for each other and um and I'm, we're here through thick and thin for better and worse. In 2008, we had to stop construction on Versailles. Well, um, 
so when my husband, um, he came home and he says, honey, he says, I could cash out now and um, sell the company. We can finish Versailles and live life happily ever after. Or um, we can sell Versailles and put it on the market, stop construction and save 10,000 jobs at Westgate. And he, he would use self-fund the company. And I, and I said, are you kidding? You're asking me this question. I said, stop construction. I mean, that's a no brainer. And, and he says, I, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. He just, you know, I guess wanted to make me feel included in the decision, you know? And, uh, you know, so I thought, oh my gosh, here we go. We're going back to a three bedroom house and I'll just have to get a, like a bunch of bunk beds or something like that. So, but, uh, <laughs> but it didn't work out that way after, after, after that it all worked out so um no but i mean yeah, the, I, I think your point is true because i say that all the time like if someone marries someone for money like you better be you better have thought this through because then you have to live with them so i well, i agree with thing. you i mean it's like if someone invites you say to um be on a beautiful yacht i mean you got to actually like what good is it to be on the yacht with that person 24 seven, if you don't have a connection with them, you know? <laughs> totally. Totally. I agree. So let's get into the movie, the queen of Versailles. So here's a question I always had. Did you guys, so first of all, how did you decide to build this house? Like, you know, at that point, like basically the, the largest private residence in the world, like how does this conversation, does David come home and say, Hey Jackie, I have an idea. Well, um, it wasn't really like that. Um, it was kind of weird because my dream was to build a $100,000 house. That was my dream, like up on the hill in Binghamton, New York, because we lived in a 20, I grew up in a $20,000 house. So that was like where my goal was. So we had, a, uh, my husband and I had a belated honeymoon, uh, we, a trip to France. I was pregnant with my third, you know, fourth child. Or I got I got pregnant in France. Actually, I take that back. I had three kids well, that's and I nice. got pregnant in France. And my husband and I happened to take the tour of Versailles while we were there. And and on the way back, we were on on a plane. He took a napkin, like one of those drink napkins, and and on the back of it, he sketched out the layout of a of a house. And he says, "Honey, you know, with our growing family, he says we're going to have to build a bigger house." And I like to name it Versailles since we were just inspired by Versailles. And, and he says, I, I hope you like French. And she, yeah, Versailles is beautiful. Are you kidding me? But when he said that, first of all, I thought, who names a house? I mean, I had never heard of naming a house. You know what I mean? It just didn't make sense to me. Right. Um, and I thought that was kind of odd. So, I mean, it wasn't really clicking yet. Like, that it's going to be like a famous house or that it was going to be worth being named. And, and then he says, well, you know, um, it's going to be big, but so I, he said it was going to be like, I think we were thinking like 10,000 square feet. So, which, which was, is big, you know, but, um, so when we got back, we met with an architect and we actually drew it, drew it up formally. 
and but then like I, I wanted to put in the ice skating rink and the bowling alley and and we kept adding things on and it it just I, I wasn't thinking square footage at all so I, I didn't think anything of it but after they laid it out um, and it wasn't until like I watched the movie or something or you know when we started shooting that they they told me it was over 90,000 square feet like it wasn't a thing for me to even think about like you're you know. like, wait a second. Yeah. So, but to put it into perspective, like people that don't know square footage, um, it's the same size as Super Walmart, which I, I'm a big customer of Walmart anyway. So they should appreciate that. It's like a free commercial for them. Seriously. <laughs> and that puts it into perspective. Right. So once you guys decided to do this, you were doing it, like when did the movie, like where did that idea come from? And I have a second question. Well, that's my first question. How did the movie get involved? Well, um, I happen to be a good customer at Versace. And they invited me to the opening of Versace on Rodeo Drive in California. I was on the A-list. And I, I tell you, like, like all, every movie star was there, um, MTV stars, um, singers, songwriters. Like, and I happened to be, like, the only person that wasn't, like, famous. It's like like maybe they people thought I was a party crasher or something, you know, but I had my credentials. So this photographer, Lauren Greenfield comes up to me and, and asked me like, um, how did you get invited here? Like, well, like, cause you're not like a, um, a, a celebrity. And I said, I don't know, I guess I'm a good customer. So, and then she said, well, what do you do? And I pulled out my Christmas card and it was a picture of, um, I said, I, I make babies. <laughs> I said, I have eight kids. And I had a picture of me and my husband in, in front of the private jet on our Christmas card. And all the kids were lined up on the wing, sitting on the wing. And, and she wanted to know more about me. She says, um, in, uh, you know, more about your life. And I said, well, you know, we are building a, a big house for the kids. I said, I don't know how big it is, but it's, uh, it's going to be pretty nice. And we're modeling it after, or we were inspired by Versailles. And so she says, um, Maybe I'll come to Florida and we'll do a photo shoot together. Well, anyways, she comes out to Florida. I give her a tour of Versailles and she says, how about if I film Versailles um, and for maybe for HGTV or like a home makeover thing and that she'll give me the footage in trade. Like, so I'll, it'll be documented. Yeah. And so I said, yeah, that'd be great. Then I don't have to hire someone. So, so she started filming us building Versailles, then the crash of 2008 hit, and all of a sudden now she started coming. So now there's nothing to film at Versailles because it was, you know, um, we were actually headed on the market. We stopped construction. So she started coming over to our house and filming our family. And, and I mean, I didn't mind. I like being on camera. So I, I kept like letting her in and my husband's like, what are they doing here? They're supposed to be filming, you know, it was supposed to be a show about the house and we never really got a clear answer, but you know, my husband kept, kept kicking them out and I kept letting them in and, <laughs> and, um, and then we, she ended up with a, an amazing movie that um, really um, talks um, about the financial crisis and how it affected um, millionaires um, to middle income people who were, they have their own small businesses 
to minimum wage people. So it was like kind of a slice in time uh, to look at these people's lives. Yeah. And, and um, even like um, some of the colleges and their finance, financial institutions, they make it a required um, show to watch so they can analyze, um, you know, the, the finance, the, really? how finances affect the economy and all that. Wow. I didn't know it was at colleges. At what point did you realize, like, you know, when they were filming your family, like, was it like, okay, this is not going to be for HGTV. Like we're making a movie here. Like that must've been exciting, well, I guess. Well, I didn't find out to the very end. And then, um, then like, like a, like a month or two before the um, Sundance film festival um, in 2012, uh, I, uh, someone, um, they, they told me, Oh, it's going to be in the Sundance Film Festival, and I didn't think much of it. So I thought, okay, um, I guess it'll be in the library there, you know, because a lot of these films you can just go in the library. I didn't think it'd be in the theater, you know. But it was the opening. It was like the the grand, like the opening night, and there was like a, over a thousand people there, and it was like just kind of overwhelming. I would you know? imagine, yeah, especially if you think I it's going to be just... I wasn't expecting it at all. It's like, holy cow, you know? And, and then it went all over the world, you know, even in the Philippines. My nannies are famous in the Philippines now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right. I mean, it, listen, it was a huge hit at Sundance. I mean, it was a huge hit. The, the movie was... What about when... Oh, you know, I, yeah, I have another on. movie called The Princess of Versailles that I made, like, kind of what happened after the queen of Versailles. Um, but that's on YouTube. I'm, I, I have a YouTube channel called the real queen of Versailles. If anyone wants to watch that, I'm also in some cheesy horror afflicts on that channel. Oh, really? You're in, I yeah. didn't know you were in horror flicks. Hey guys, I know that one thing on a lot of your minds who are reaching out to me is saving money for 2021 as it should be. And listen, if you're still paying exorbitant amounts of money every month for your wireless, I really have something great of how you can save money. It's Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. That's right, 15 bucks a month. I switched. I was paying around $150 for my wireless before. I saved $135 a month by switching to Mint Mobile. I now pay 15 instead of 150. That's right, guys. Mint Mobile's plans, it's premium wireless for just $15 a month. And for everyone who's skeptical out there, the way they do it is there's no brick and mortar. They eliminate all the traditional costs of retail. It's all online. How brilliant. I don't know why someone has not thought of this before. And all plans come with unlimited talk. I mean, have you ever heard me talk? High-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And before everyone freaks out because we don't like change, you get to keep your own phone with Mint Mobile. You keep your same phone number with Mint Mobile. You keep all your existing contacts. Everything stays the same. And listen, if you're not 100% guaranteed and happy, they have a seven-day money-back guarantee. But I'm telling you, if you want to save money, there's a lot of other ways I need to save money in 2021. But this one, I have gotten figured out. Mint Mobile you get premium wireless. The plan started just 15 bucks a month. So to get your 
wireless plan for just $15 a month. You get it shipped to your front door for free. What you need to do is go to mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. That's mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. And yes, you are going to cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. Mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. This is this changes the game, guys. 15 bucks. Yeah, now you'll see why I do reality TV and not acting. <laughs> well, now I mean, listen, horror flicks, reality TV, it's sometimes it's almost the same thing. Yeah. What about when the, so when it came out, it was a huge hit, but like, what about, you know, there was a lot of, it was a huge hit. I loved it. But what about all like the naysayers who, you know, said it was out of touch with reality and like, you know, it showed like gross wealth and all of that. Like, I know your husband like even had like a initial negative reaction to it. You know, what about all of that? Well, the thing is, um, uh, in, in the movie, it makes it look like we had a bad marriage. Like he was in there, but he was just mad. He didn't want to come out of his room because he didn't know what the cameras were doing there. He wanted just to be left alone. So, um, so they used that the negativity was really because they were there. And now, I mean, he was mad because I was letting them in, but uh, so, and we have a, a fabulous marriage. So that was a wrong portrayal. And then in, in West, it made, it looked like Westgate, went out of business, you know, left everyone hanging. And, and that's not true. We, he forfeited um, one building in Las Vegas, but to keep the other 29 resorts financially strong. And, but we now have even a larger resort in Las Vegas. We bought the, the um, convention Hilton. So that's now Westgate. We're connected right next to the convention center. So it actually worked out better, you know, and I have totally. my I have my Queen of Versailles penthouse there too. And the, you have stay in. I was gonna say, and you have your Queen of Versailles necklace, which we've seen on below deck. Oh yeah, there it is. I love it. What about? Oh no! Well, oh no! Oh, that's a dragon. I'm not wearing it today. No, the, yeah, the other one. Yeah. What about? Well, I mean, I like that one too. What about? I mean, that was kind of your speaking of reality TV, which we're gonna get into in two seconds. That was kind of your first experience with you know, like, oh, wow, like, when you make anything, TV, movie, like, documentary style, we have no control over the edit here, do we? Oh, no. And, and I, I, I am working. I, I, I just signed something. I am going to finish Versailles in about a year and a half. And um, um, I guess I can just say that there's going to be a lot more for people to watch next year. I, I'm excited for that. I mean, I finally got my own show. And and I think everyone wants to see Versailles and the inside, and we're keeping it very exclusive for the um, the opening of the show. <laughs> what show is what show is this going to be on? Um, There's still the, they don't have a working title yet, and um, yeah, so I guess I can just let people know that we are working already. We already started filming. Um, wow, it's going to be something about finishing Versailles. So um, you have to stay tuned, and you'll I'll have to be back totally. I think that people want to see it finished, you know? It's like, yeah. what about one of the shows? I mean, you have your own show. It sounds like that's coming out. What about, you know, because now there's all this chatter online that they might bring back online on Peacock, The Real Housewives of Miami. So do you know any of these girls living down there, like Leah Black, 
Larsa. Oh, I know Leah Black. Yeah, Leah Black's amazing. You know, I go down and visit her. We became really good friends, and I've been on on her um, her podcast, podcast. And, and stuff. And um, I'm friends with Ronnie Karam and um, with what's uh, what's crappening, like, and he's associated with the Housewives. Right. And totally. I, um, I know. Um, I like well, my my daughter-in-law. Um, they might do one in, in Orlando, but um, I don't know. I'm. They haven't approached me, so. But I, I mean, that's that's okay. I, I wanted to do the one in New York. Um, I had my publicist reached out to the um, when there was a vacancy of the Housewives of New York because I have um, a penthouse up in New York too. So I and I was going to remodel the whole thing, and I was really I felt I could bring a lot to the show up there, but. Um, I, I think they wanted to go in a different direction and, and that's okay because uh, um, look what happened. New York shut down now. So I'd rather be in Florida Seriously. rather be open down here. So you would be open to being a housewife if it all worked out. I would be open to it. What about you? Uh, don't oh, or you know what I could do? I think what, what would be better if it, even just like a, I could even do like a guest appearance, you know, like an episode where they have a party and I come to the party. But um, they, I have a feeling that they probably would pick on me. <laughs> well, I mean, you won't seem very nice and you, you know, sometimes the housewives aren't so nice. Yeah. Right. What so, about, um, and don't you know Emily Simpson really well? Um. From the OC, I thought you guys knew each other really well for some reason. Maybe yeah, I'm just, I just making that up. I just met two of the New York housewives, and I can't think of their names right off the bat. Um, uh, what, what's the one that's been on there like for 15 years? Jill Zarin, because she's down in Florida. No, um, the one you know, from New York, Ramona Singer. Ramona, I was just with yeah, because she was her. just in Florida. Yeah, yeah. So I, I spent the weekend with her. Um, I'm sorry, her name just slipped, slipped me, but um. Uh, I'm terrible with names. I'm, I'm better with faces. It's easier to be better with faces. I'm not so great with names either. And she's, she, she was a blast. And, you know, I told her that I've got my own show that I've already, um, about finishing Versailles. And she said that I should um, do like the Housewives of Miami and stuff. And say, well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> you live right there. What about, what do you think after the Queen of Versailles? I mean, I know you did Princesses of Versailles on your YouTube channel. Like, what do you think was the biggest misconception about you or like your husband or your family like after that movie came out? Well, you know, I think um, a lot of people like when it like, um, we're kind of a, a, like a mystery. We're not like super social. Um, like we're not a member of the club and things like that. My husband doesn't want to do all that, you know, like this socialite stuff. We're, we're more just kind of like uh, going on our, our boats and, you know, enjoying our family and he doesn't care about impressing people. So a lot of people don't know us and, but they talk a lot about us because I think in central Florida, like in my world here, we're probably one of like the more famous people because he was famous before, before I, even met him because he was um he's high profile and uh and i think a lot of the people like they don't like it or like like they like to pick on like when someone's more successful than they are you know what i mean and 
they like it when rich people fall. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of the people in my neighborhood um, that don't know me and never met me, they were having like Queen of Versailles watch parties. Um, and they were like going in there, like, like hating me, like, and getting ready to make fun of me and everything. And then when they were after the movie, they actually um, said that they fell in love with me. You know, they didn't know that, you know, I was, a, I was a totally different person than what they thought the movie was going to be because they thought it was like a foo-foo movie, you know, right. but I like flashing all kinds of money and this and that. And, you know, I, and they, and it's not. No, it's not. How did you get involved? How does the queen of Versailles get involved with this current season of below deck? Talk to me about this. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I did the, the one season of a below deck with uh, captain Sandy in the yeah. Mediterranean, and we had a girls' trip, and it was like one of the most amazing experiences um, that I've ever had. And the opportunity came up to do the show with Captain Lee. So I, um, I set up that that trip, and my husband heard that I was going on it, and and he says I'm going on that trip. It's like okay, so now now it's not going to be a girls' trip organize the whole I had to uninvite people because oh, we're wow. only about eight people um and like I had to uninvite like my girlfriends and stuff so now we made a family trip um I wish I could have we could have had more than eight people because I couldn't bring all of my kids but um I brought as many many as I could and um and that's when um during the time where I signed up and when we got on the boat that's when we heard, I think through Facebook, that Captain Lee had, had lost his son from a drug overdose. But I think he tried to keep it really private. So I it, like it wasn't like really in, the, he wasn't giving interviews about it, you know. But I did send my condolences to him through Captain Sandy. I, I messaged her because I had her, um, her phone number. So, um, so anyways, we go to Antigua. And we get briefed before we get on the yacht of like what our responsibilities are as guests on the yacht. And they said, basically, um, you can just do whatever you want. Be yourself. It's a true charter. Just do what you do when you're on vacation and ignore the cameras. Pretend they're not even there, even though there's like a thousands of cameras, it seems like, like everywhere, <laughs> even the surveillance cameras. Um, are filming you know so <laughs> so anyways they tell us the one thing the only rule that we have is to not mention anything to captain lee about um um the death of you know the loss of his son he said wow. that's the only thing you know so um so anyways well you, who who told so who well so who was telling you this like it's like a bra it's like the bravo production team is telling you yeah like, the the producer of the show was there briefing us and he, and he actually said that this would probably be the only time we'll ever see him you know like like they're gonna be like ghosts because right. they have a whole room on, on the yacht that we're, we weren't even allowed to like look in but i i mean i guess well that's the other we weren't supposed to look in so i broke 
that rule, but I peeked it and, and they were all in there in like a dark room with all the monitors and it was quite amazing. But and they, uh, and they told you like, do anything you want. There's no rules, but just they, they're the ones that out of nowhere brought it up. Like you, you just can't mention Captain Lee's son. Right. They, they said that's the one and only rule. Just that's it. And so we're like, okay, fine. Great. Let's hit the let's, kids. Let's hit, go have a good time. You know? And we get on the, the yacht and okay. They take us to the bedroom and we, we uh, our luggage is up there. We got everything sorted. My husband says, let's just walk around. So we, I follow him. He opens up a door. All of a sudden we're on the bridge and there's Captain Lee right in front of us. And my husband goes straight up to him and says, you know, David, David Siegel, um, I'm so sorry about your loss. That's like, oh my God, you just broke the one and only rule, honey. And I didn't say it on, on camera, but like, I'm just thinking, holy crap, we're going to get kicked off the boat. It's like, how could you do that? But then all of a sudden, Captain Lee, he started talking to us and, and we told him that we had lost our daughter too. And we started talking about the Victoria's voice and what we're doing. And my husband and him just bonded and uh, he had dinner with us like every night. They, they, and they talked like man to man. I think both of them had comfort, um, you know, like, cause they're both professional businessmen um, to, you know, it's not, I don't know, for support, you know? So, so they really bonded. In fact, um, my husband and Captain Lee, um, they, they talk all the time, you know? So really? they became great friends. So it's the friendship lasted well beyond the show. Wow. Yeah. Because I mean, we've, you know, I mean, it's been mentioned before, but you've never really seen like as a viewer, Captain Lee open up the way he did to you and your husband. Yeah. And, you know, I really commend him because by coming out with him and he's such a respectful man, um, as my husband, um, by talking about the tragedy, um, it's only going to help other people and to realize uh, that they're not alone, like, if, you know, they may feel isolated that like their ch child may be doing drugs and stuff. And if, if they don't know if their kids are, we want them to open their eyes, you know, to find out because we didn't like, I, we didn't know our daughter was doing drugs. You know, now in our book, The Victoria's Voice, at the end of the, the diary, um, we have like signs to look for, you know, and we encourage people to drug test their kids. And because um, kids are very good. They're like actors. They can like act like really like sober when they're not, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and you guys, right, your daughter in 2015, you lost her to a drug overdose. Mm-hmm. But I, I tell you, um, the drug epidemic is only getting worse and there's more fentanyl out there than ever before. And they're, they're lacing other drugs with the fentanyl. Um, when some people think they're just getting cocaine, they are now mixing the fentanyl in the cocaine and the powder. And the people are, are dying from the fentanyl overdose. And um, I was um, asked to give a speech up uh, in Rochester and the day before I got there, they had a, a batch of marijuana and marijuana is 
safe. It's kind of like a benign drug. You don't die of marijuana, but they laced it with fentanyl. And I think like four or five um, people had died um, wow. the, the day from that fentanyl. Wow. Yeah. And when you applied, like you said, to be on Below Deck, I mean, I know it, you, it sounds like you found out through the Facebook group, you know, you had no idea about Captain Lee's son. I mean, because I know Victoria's Voice, the foundation is, you know, a huge part of your work. You didn't even know this when you applied. No, no. At, at that time, I didn't know, but we definitely knew before um, we got on, on the ship. And, um, and I think my husband was actually really looking forward to meeting Captain Lee because, um, you know, it's, it's still like you feel isolated. You feel like you maybe you go through thoughts. Maybe, you know, we didn't, weren't good parents and, and things like that. And you really um, can't blame yourselves, you know? So, um, but yeah, it's, it's tough because every day you live with the loss. Yeah. And I mean, I could only imagine. Yeah. And I see, like, if I see signs, like I feel like if I see butterflies or if a butterfly lands on me, I feel that's like a sign from my daughter, from her spirit that made the butterfly land on me, like letting me know that she's there, like a little butterfly kiss or something. Right. Or, or if I see a rainbow, like at a certain time, you know. What is the work that you do with Victoria's Voice? Like, I know it's, but like, what specifically, like, do you give speeches? Like, how does the foundation work? Well, we, we have a, a lot of things that we do. We, um, we have speakers that go all over the country that um, speak to um, schools. Um, we had to um, stop because of COVID, but we've been, um, we have a, a professional that goes and speaks to uh, like um, inspirational speeches and, um, to show how his drugs, and his name is Mark Merrill. He was a former um, wrestler. Um, how his life got ruined because of drugs, and when he quit, now he's back up on top. So he's and he shows like a presentation and showing Victoria's life and and how her life ended in tragedy and let people know we don't want this to be you, you know. So we've got that um, out there. Um, we we do. Um, I've got influencers. I've got. Um, uh, the, uh, there's a group called Arts Art Saatchi, kind of like Versace, but it's Art Saatchi. And it's, it's a management company that has influencers who combined, they have 30 million teenage followers. So I, what I do, I take the influencers and I, I've been giving them vacations. Like uh, I, I brought them to Las Vegas and I let them do things like, uh, you know, bungee jumping or going up to the penthouse in Las Vegas, uh, taking tours of, uh, I take about on boats and, and are jumping off a cliff and things like that. And what I'm promoting with them is to get high on life and not on drugs. And the, every week they have a chat group with their, like a Zoom call with like their, their followers and, and about like, uh, just talks about um, encouraging like, and being supportive of, of to not do drugs. And so, I mean, we're, and we're reaching 30 million kids, but I've got so many, I mean, we've got the victory clubs, the victory clubs is a incentive program that we're, we've got them in five schools in Las Vegas. We're testing it out. And what it is, if you're a member of the victory club, you get rewarded to not do drugs. Um, for example, you, which um, is great. Yeah. For example, like some of the rewards, if you, if you're like in high school, um, you'll, we 
get you can park right up front or you can leave school five minutes early and beat the traffic line and then things like uh we're getting we're working with companies to get discounts hopefully we can get the um car insurance company involved because if we can provide them with safe drivers that don't drive under the influence then they deserve to have a discount on their um, insurance policy and then we, we want to get them discount in movie theaters and um, and subways you know like we've, we're working with these companies now that makes sense so I mean a lot of people the parents they want to join you know with, with all, those all the discounts seriously what about do you got do you and David you know especially with keeping in touch with Captain Lee like do you feel you've helped him you know he's you know like it's never gonna be well, easy I think I, I feel like we helped him as far as coming out, like coming out of his shell, because I, I really feel when you stay closed up, all of the sadness is is just like bottled up in inside, you know, the, the sadness from the loss and and now he's talking about it. And when I, I heard um I don't do um Twitter, but he tweeted something about losing his his son. And I heard he got like hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of responses from some of his followers that like, I too have lost someone to drugs or I lost one of my children. And, um, and I think that probably he, by him coming out, he comforted them. Yeah. You know, because people feel like that they're like, they're the only ones in the world that lost their, their child. And it's really like an epidemic of our youth. I, I, I think it's probably one of, the number one killers of, of our youth right now. So, I mean, so he is, is really, he's helping thousands and thousands of people by, um, by talking about it, you know? And like you said, COVID just in general for mental health is, you know, these. No, uh, yeah. Um, the mental, uh, like, uh, 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 like with mental health, um, depression, uh, if people are prone to doing sub substance abuse, everyone's doing more if whether it's out of boredom boredom or to escape you know yeah so the numbers have risen i i meet with the police department um i i help with the task heroin task force and stuff and and the numbers are just staggering and my husband and i we're, we're the people that got the CARA act passed which is um uh, the money from the government to put towards narcan which um saves people from the drug overdoses. So, I mean, I got those in the police departments and the sheriff that I met with, he, he said they've like used it over a thousand times like already, you know? So wow. I know it, we've saved people in, from that. Which is great. I mean, like if there's nothing else that comes out of your below deck appearance, you know, <laughs> it's a good cause. Well, well, you know what? But some people, they said I should do... Um, the um the sailboat so oh I, I, so I don't know we'll see um but then I feel like I would have the triple crown of the below deck I I'd think be like the only person that did all three I was gonna say there's never been anyone that's done all three now that you're watching it back like what well when you watch it back what do you guys think like your sons were very funny you know who doesn't want another drink at the end of the night what <laughs> like what does your family think having watched you know your appearance on the show well um my husband's like 
because um, well the boys were 18 so you know when we got on the boat I think they kind of encouraged my boys like you know the drinking age is 18 here you know but um but I did notice when he was like looked like he was like drinking a lot like a lot of it was Gatorade though I mean he was making it look like he was drinking more than he was I mean he wasn't stumbling or anything but but my husband's like is there something you want to tell me like after watching the show <laughs> you know yeah. You're like, no, no, it was really funny. So producers, but they didn't, there wasn't like drink, drink. Cause you know, you always hear of producers wanting people to drink on these shows. Yeah. But uh, I mean, what they made it clear with them that the drinking age is their age group, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think, I mean, kind of like hinting, like, you know, go for it. You know? It was I very think. funny. Oh, they were, they're a blast. <laughs> What about Chef Rachel? Is her food like as good as we think it is? Oh my goodness. Yes. You know, um, she was amazing. Like she can cook um, th like food, like my, like unhealthy food or like to the other extreme, even like vegan healthy. She's all over the board. She can just do anything. And the thing is my, my kids, they're hard for me to please. Like for, they don't like my cooking so much. And my husband, um, he loved to see them like eating and no one was complaining. My husband loved her food. And I said, honey, you know, why don't we just hire her? You know? And, uh, and he said, go for it. So, uh, so I, I did reach out to her, but the thing is, um, she's on another, uh, on a few charters and things like that. So hopefully, um, if she has time for me, she can, maybe come in for a few months between charters or something like that. Would you see my mouth dropping open? So you want to hire her as like your full-time private chef? Yes. Yes. I've reached out. I want to hire um, Rachel. We, we've got some, e some correspondence through emails and she was on a job and, and now she just got a, another um, charter. I mean, that's her main thing right now. So maybe after this next charter, maybe we'll get her. I don't know. <laughs> although she's gonna to be too big of a star i might not be able to afford her i was gonna say well first of all did she have any reaction to like leaving the life at sea i mean i think that would be a great job for someone to leave the life at sea well i mean we should be working at, at versailles i mean so i mean that's kind of a prestigious thing i mean that, that'd be a good thing for her resume it's just i wouldn't want her to to leave you know You'll have to give her some, if you're the queen of Versailles, you're going to have to give Rachel some official chef of Versailles, I guess, title. Right. Exactly. Wow. Well, I mean, was she flattered to hear from you? That's like a great job offer. Well, yeah, she didn't say no. So, I mean, so I, I, I think so. But I agree with you. By the time the season's over, she's going to be such a star, you know, your price might be going up by the week, Jackie. <laughs> I know, I know. Maybe I'll ask her if she's got a twin sister or something. But um, yeah, so yeah, so if she becomes too too big of a star, then yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> As a viewer, though, it seems like I mean to me, she's one of the best chefs that's ever been on Blow Deck. She is. Captain Lee did a good job by hiring her. He knew what he was doing. What about how was the crew like compared to, did anyone stick out? Like, how are they compared to well, like a real life crew? Cause you've been on many a yacht. Yeah, no, they, they were very professional. Like I didn't, I wasn't aware of, of like any um, drama that they had behind the scenes. And, um, and I, and I found out it was Elizabeth's birthday. 
I happened to bring like a bunch of my Queen of Versailles, um, like crowns and gift bags and things like that for fun. But then when I found out it was her birthday, then we made it more into that. So we all sang happy birthday to her. And, and I think um, that she really appreciated it because I think she was under like a lot of stress from behind the scenes. And yeah. it kind of um, made her feel good that she was appreciated. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've had her on the show. She's really a nice girl. She gave you a huge shout out too on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it. I saw that this morning. So I, I told my, my PR girl, let me uh, post something about her and, uh, you know, tell her how much I liked uh, celebrating her birthday. She's a sweetie. Um, what about, you know, we have to ask, you were on Captain Lee, you were on Captain Sandy. Who do you prefer, Captain Lee or Captain Sandy? Oh gosh, I mean they're they're so totally different. Um, um, I mean Captain Sandy, I'll tell you, um, um, we when I met her, when I, I came on the bow, I, I walked up to the bridge, and I gave her my book, and we, we basically, um, you know, she said thank you, you know, and and that was basically, it. and I didn't know if I'd be talking with her again or not, but you know she had to. Um, uh, get the anchors up and you know she was very busy you know it's a, a big deal and and then the next morning she comes she looks for me and finds me on the yacht like puts like her, her like like uh, just her hand on my shoulder and, she, and and just says I am so sorry and and it's like what and she says I read your book <laughs> I, I didn't know what she was going to say and and it's like she just um, was telling me how touched she was, and 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 we and we started bonding, and um, and she said that she was going to share her book with uh, with some people that she knows, and and she's a sober woman, so she's uh, she's yeah. a good example that you can live sober, you know, and um, and then I think like when I was on the boat. Um, some of my girlfriends like got a little too crazy. Like they, like they kind of broke some of the rules and yes. like they went out, like they went out to like four or five in the morning and, and, and Captain Sandy had to leave um, to, to have to move the boats, you know, for some reason. And, and they said, we're going to have to leave without them, you know, or, and, and, but, but she, she didn't, she waited for him and they finally came back. But I think Captain Lee, um, wouldn't have i think he's like um like more by the books like he doesn't want to risk you know like if they, they can't appreciate you know a curfew and stuff you know right he probably wouldn't want to deal with it and and he runs a tight ship so i don't know i just like them both <laughs> but uh that's what i'm saying maybe i should choose the, the third one and then i can choose between all three or maybe i'll keep all three i was maybe gonna I, say convince, i should convince my husband to buy a big yacht and just hire them. Well, and you'll they have can rotate that, or and you're going to have to keep us posted when Chef Rachel. I I really think you're going to be able to work this out. I see Chef Rachel at Versailles. I do too. I mean, that's okay. That's crazy. I, I'll, I love I'll have it. to find her like some real uh, cool, classy chef outfit. Oh, I'm also I'm going to have like a sushi bar too. Really? Yeah, we own the largest Benihana in the world. So I plan on doing that. <laughs> Who doesn't love Benihana? 
You'll have to come uh, visit us in Las Vegas to my Betty Hanna. I'm in, I'm in Vegas all the time. I mean, I was back in our past yeah. life. Hopefully, right? hopefully by next year, the world will be back to normal-ish. Yeah. I mean, I've stopped I putting a timeline so. on it. But I will come. What about anything else we haven't covered? I want you to give a chance at the end to like, you know, I had my own agenda. I wanted to talk below deck. I wanted to talk Queen of Versailles. Everyone who hasn't seen Queen of Versailles, I mean, should, it was like, you know, it was before it's time. It was, it was reality documentary yeah. before it is what it is today. It was a really good movie. And like, I do think it captured the economic crisis so well of like what the world was going through. Well, you know, I'm really looking forward to um, opening my, my heart and my life up um, through finishing Versailles um, to people. I wish that I could give tours. One thing I regret with Versailles is we built it in a, a gated community with an HOA, and I realized mm. I no longer like HOAs. Um, I don't like to comply by their rules. Um, I wish I could pick up Versailles and just move it somewhere else, but I can't because um, I would have loved to have um, been able to give tours of Versailles. And I know there's a lot of people that want to see the inside and stuff. Yeah. Um, we, there's helicopter tours. They fly over several times a day. There's boat tours in Windermere that go by Versailles. So all these people are making money off of Versailles. But I guess that's good. That's good. They just can't see the inside. But I'm going to show them the inside via um, uh, like a, the television show. I can't so, wait. I can't wait. Yeah, you would love it. You would absolutely love it. I can't wait. Because, I mean, you left us hanging for the, you know, we haven't yeah. seen it. So, and, oh, you know. Oh, and if, if anyone wants to see my um, Instagram or Facebook, it's called The Real Queen of Versailles. Because someone already took the Queen of Versailles. So <laughs> I had to go the real. So I have to put the real in front. I like the real. So right, they can find you on Facebook or on yeah. Instagram under the real queen of Versailles. Right. And what is your YouTube channel again? You mentioned it. That's also the real queen of Versailles. That's so easy. I'm just trying to, trying to keep it consistent. I there. like it. Everyone needs to follow you. You can come, when this comes out, you'll come back on. You can talk about it more. Okay. And you know, the work you do with Victoria's Voice Foundation is really, it's wonderful. And I mean, I hope, you know, anyone listening to this, that has gone through something similar, yeah. I hope. I hope I could be an inspiration to anyone that uh, is, is going through it or a, a, a parent has, you know, a teenager or, or their, their child going through it. I mean, I hope I can inspire them to go get help or, or something, you know. Which is, that's, yes, that's bigger than all of this, right? Yeah. I appreciated you. Thank you for your time. You're amazing. Oh, you're the best you're wonderful i will keep you posted when this is coming out and i will okay. tag you on all platforms to spread the word so i really appreciate it thank you thank you i love you i love you have a good day i wish yes. andy cohen would put me on his uh, uh what's happening he never uh, he needs I was to on, i was on it one time when i for the queen of her side thing but then i don't know i um he needs to. I mean, because <laughs> I love Andy Cohen. I think he's the best. Well, I was going to say, if you ever do want to be a housewife, forget your PR people. Just go right to Andy Cohen. Just send him a DM. That's <laughs> that's how it's going to happen. 
<laughs> so, but I appreciate it. And yes, I do think that you should be on Watch What Happens. I think that would be great. They let they let Dolores uh, from the, an earlier episode who jumped in the water make an appearance. Oh. So I think they can make let the Queen of Versailles make an appearance. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. All right, I'll like definitely keep in touch online. You're amazing. Okay, thank you so much. Love you. Okay, love you too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.